You are listening to Country Life with Morgan O'Flaherty on Westernwick 102 FM. How are you doing, folks? You're very welcome. You're tuned to Westernwick 102 FM. I'm your host for the next hour there, thereabouts. Um, I suppose you're tuned to... I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> you're tuned to Country Life. Um, you're, I'm your host, Morgan O'Flaherty. Um, I suppose... I start off with a bit of a story for you. Going back, I suppose, a couple of years ago... Like that, you all know at this stage, there's no point denying it. I have an absolute love, an unbelievable love of machinery, vintage, vintage items. Um, no, I don't know a whole pile about any of them. I suppose, look, we're learning every day as we go on. And we're picking up some bits and pieces every day and learning about it and things and like that. And I suppose, look, the internet is great. Go on the internet there. Some someone, I was actually talking to a friend of mine this morning. We were on about tractors, and I told him about this unusual tractor that I was after finding. And um, he said to me, he said, "I never heard of one of them." And I was trying to describe it to him, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I can see it here." Sure, like he was after he was after googling the 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 statue or not the statue. He was after googling the the um, don't you call it the the tractor there and then on his phone. He, oh yeah, he said, that's an interesting tractor and all this. But um, we had a great chat and that was it. But look, that's beside the point. We're drifting away from where we are. I suppose on the internet a couple of years ago, I came across this fella, Robin O'Donnell, Hibernian Antiques Fair. Now, I didn't realize, I suppose, until recently enough, Robin is actually a local man, a local Limerick man. He's living outside in County Clare now. Um, I suppose I rang him and I, I made contact with him. I, 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 whatever I told him, would he asked him would he be interested in coming on the radio with me and having a chat about what he does? And I must admit, I clicked. We clicked. I thought we clicked anyway straight away. He's just one of these fellas that you could talk to for hours. I suppose we have a lot of the very same interests. And brilliant, brilliant. And Robin holds antique fairs all over Ireland with the last 32 or going on 33 years and um, very very successful um, Robin told me the story about how he started out it was really and truthfully by, by kind of accident um, and I suppose look that's it you don't want to be listening to me rambling on about telling you about Robin's story and all this and all that but here's what Robin O'Donnell had to say um, about his antiques fairs and how he got going and how he started off and of course the upcoming antiques fair that's happening it's going online um, in a couple of weeks time I think it's the 3rd and the 4th of December but he tells us all about it here brilliant very very interesting character a uh, very nice man to talk to and here's what Robin had to say to Robin, how are you doing? Good morning, Martin. I'm great. Farm, thank you. And you? Not so bad, no. Not so bad at all. Thank you very much for coming on with us. 
a pleasure, delighted to, delighted to. This is my third time, I think, on with your radio station oh, over the years. So I, I, I'm very grateful to you and your your uh, compatriots who run that station. It's uh, I know it's, it's great to listen to out in West Limerick and North Kerry, etc., etc. And so it's an honour to be invited to talk to you. Thank you. Well, thank you for the kind words. Absolutely, we appreciate that. Uh, I suppose, Robin, um, Robin O'Donnell, people will know you. And people have known you, and I suppose I got to know you, I suppose, through, I suppose, Facebook, and through you run uh, with what I will call a very, very success, successful antiques fair business. I, well, thank you, Morgan. I do, I do. Uh, I'm, I'm an antique myself at this stage. <laughs> I've been running them for so long. I think, uh, I think in 2022, if God spares us all from this COVID thing, Morgan, uh, I've been running them for 33 years. Brilliant, absolutely. And tell me, Robin, how did you, like, okay, I'm into antiques and I'm into vintage and I'm into all that stuff. But, you know, yeah. we'll say 30, 32 years ago, Robin, it wouldn't have been a very done thing. Yeah. How did how you did get into happen? it, like? <laughs> I'll try and give it to you a short story. So how yeah. it happened, Morgan, was uh, I did my leaving in Limerick in the Crescent College, uh, in Limerick, Crescent College Comprehensive. It used to be Crescent College in the Connell Street. I'm so old, I went to that school as well. Yeah. And, and like a lot of young guys and young ladies, I had no clue what I wanted to do when I left school. Not an iota in the wide earthy world. Uh, my father used to keep a few horses and I had a bit of an interest in that. So he got me into Rockwell Agricultural College after doing my leave. And so I went yeah. there and after three months they threw me out, Morgan, because I'm from Limerick City from the end of the road. <laughs> what yeah. I knew about cattle and sheep uh, wouldn't have been a whole lot. Yeah. So they, they advised my parents it's probably best that I didn't come back uh, the following year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got the door. Uh, but really what I wanted to do was to work with horses and, and uh, I got into Coolmore Stud, uh, the very famous Coolmore Stud in the Featherton Constituary. Yeah. And as a trainee stud manager, which was a very polite name for a, a muck mucker outer, I'm trying to clean my language up. Uh, uh, yeah. Mucking out from morning to night, Morgan, from six in the, in the morning to six in the evening, and to seven in the evening, and eight in the evening. Yeah. And I did that. But anyway, that w- w- was fine for a couple of years. And But I, I, I met a, a lovely young lady whose father and herself were mad in 20s. And I came from a beautiful home myself where my mother was mad in 20s. And people used to say to me, God, Robin, you love antiques so much. Would you not open a shop and give it a go? But sure, I hadn't two pennies to rub together, Morgan. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I found this lady who rented me a shop for a fiver a week. <laughs> going back. And she, she, and I opened my antique shop with absolute rubbish inside and there's anything that I could get my hands on. Yeah. And, and my mother would give me a loan of and, and my friends who uh, were all trying to give, give me a leg up. And, uh, and lo and behold, one day I went and did a fair myself, an antique fair in Dublin in the mansion house. And yeah. uh, I went up at four in the morning. I was queued up outside the door even though there was nobody outside the door except myself because yeah. uh, nobody arrived late o'clock for the setup. So I was sitting in the pitch dark and I stayed there all day. Uh, I think I took 15 or 16 quid uh, for my whole day and I thought, oh my God, what a waste of time this was. And on my way home with a pal of mine, we stopped and we're having a chat and a pint as you did at those times and yeah. drove home after a pint. But uh, you wouldn't do it now, thank yeah. God. And we were laughing and joking. said, why don't we try one of these in Limerick? So we came back to Limerick. We planned one in the former Jury's Hotel on the Ennis Road, Morgan. We invited oh, what a fair is. A lot of people don't know what a fair is. A fair is a gathering of 
antique dealers, vintage dealers, clock dealers, stamp, coin, banknotes, you name it. Yes. You know, anything that's old. And they all bring their stock. We sell them a space, a stand, as I call it, uh, based on trestle sales, etc. They set up all their stuff on the stand and we open the doors to the public. And the day we ran the one in uh, in um, uh, juries, uh, they were queued over Sarsfield Bridge Morgan to get into it. We couldn't believe it. We just couldn't believe the public came from yeah. everywhere, from yeah. everywhere. And uh, and that was our very first fair, a massive success. And from that, the business started, Hibernian Antique Fairs. Uh, and Hibernian Antique Fairs, I'm thrilled to say, 33 years later, we run almost all of Ireland's antique fairs from, from Belfast right down as far as Ross Carberry in West Cork. Sorry for being that big long answer. No, that, that's, that's actually brilliant. That's fierce, fierce, interesting. Like, you know, and just kind of, I suppose, that journey from Dublin and that first day... That could have been, that was obviously the start to the whole thing, but it could have very easily have been the finish of it as well. That's right, it was a complete and utter uh, uh, fluke, really, that something that something like that happened. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And you know uh, it was, a, it was a, one of those lucky breaks, I suppose, Morgan, you know, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and totally unexpected. It sent me down that path, <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> which, which was great, you know. Brilliant, and yeah, like... I can hear it in your voice, and we spoke there a few days ago as well. And it's 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 plain to see or plain to hear for everyone that you were very passionate about it. I love it, Morgan. I I, I am I'm, I'm in a complete antique nut. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to say I'm able to talk about other things other than, than antiques also. But yeah. I'm, I'm an antique nut. I I love what I do. It's fascinating, Morgan. There's never a day that doesn't uh, bring something most unusual, something I've never seen before. I hate people who call themselves antique experts, for instance. I have yes. a big problem with that yeah. because around every corner, Morgan, is something that I've never seen before Correct. or a variance on something that I might have seen before, you know. And I find over the years at my fairs, people bring stuff for valuations all the time. Uh, and I'm often caught out, you know. They expect you to be like the Antiques Roadshow where you can tell them everything instantly. Uh, uh, but but you'll always meet something you've never seen before. And you need to be humble. You need to be able to say, well, look, I'm not too sure what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, ask, yeah. I'll ask one of my colleagues whether they have any idea what it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's how it works, you know. I will say, Robin, in, in your in the last thirty two or thirty three years now, what's the most I suppose I suppose unusual I suppose item that stands out? The one item that stands out you know, all this all these years later. A great question, Morgan, because I have a fabulous answer for you. Uh, everyone is always fascinated. Did you come across something that was worth a million? That wasn't this and that, you know, and all this sort of thing. But what I did actually, something amazing happened. Uh, so I was in California with the intention of running a fair in California in Laguna Beach. Mm-hmm. I had big notions at that time, Morgan. <laughs> that's okay, big that's no- okay. Big notions. And I had run a, I had run a show in the Cape Town called The Luxury Collection uh, with Ferrari, Maserati and Bentley and Harley Davidson and Clive Christian and Boodle's Diamonds and you name it. I ran a massive thing uh, in the in the K-Club in 2008. I took over the whole K-Club actually. It was a wonderful, best, probably the biggest thing and best thing I've probably ever done. But my timing was off because a month before our show in the K-Club, the Luxury Collection, there was a recession announced <laughs> in oh, 2008. Yeah, 
Yeah, but we went to Laguna Beach. I went to Laguna Beach and I looked at hotels and stuff like that. But I was over visiting a pal of mine who has a company here in Ballina, Killaloo, a big uh, technopath. It's a big um, uh, science company, a, sci- a scientific company. And I went to visit him and I stayed there for eight or ten days, a very close friend of mine. But he brought me for dinner one evening up to his his, his uh, brother and, and his wife up in the mountains, up in this magnificent house in this gated community. You had to buzz yourself in through this gate and drive two miles along a, a mountain and down to this magnificent house where there was bee hummingbirds at the back window everywhere. I, I remember so vividly. But when I'm invited somewhere, Morgan, invariably people say, Robin, will you have one look at that place there for me or would you have one look yeah. at that ring or would you, you know, people, yeah. people automatically say. But, so I look at, it, at lots of things that she had and they were nice. There was nothing really special there or anything. And then her husband said to her, would you go in and get that box out from under the bed and show it to Robin? So she she came back with a, a little, the best way I can describe the box is about the size of a, a golf ball box where you'd have 10 or 12 golf balls in a box with an elastic yeah. band around it. She opened it and she took out these five pieces, okay? And each piece uh, was, the first piece was what we call a Vesta, which is a, a matchbox, okay? But that didn't look like a matchbox, much slimmer than a matchbox with a little striker on the end of it. And it was jet black. And, all, uh, and, and with a white edging around it. Okay? So the jet black turned out to be onyx, or, uh, onyx yeah, and the, the, the little edge around it was all white gold. And when you turned it over, it had a cobra on the back of it made of diamonds, and the cobra's eyes were made with, made with emeralds, and it was signed Cartier, okay? Cartier is a yeah. huge, would be a very expensive item. So then there was a cigarette holder that matched it, and then there was a card for your business card case that matched it, and then there was a hip flask that matched that, and I can't remember what the fifth thing was. And they all belonged to Rudolph Valentino. Rudolph Valentino, for people who don't know who he was, was a, a black and white movie actor. He was a heartthrob, considered to be uh, uh, the James Dean of the 1920s. Rudolph Valentino was a big deal now, extremely yeah. big deal, as big as Tom Hanks would be today. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of these belong to Rudolph Valentino. And every time he made a, a, a movie, a black and white movie, he'd go to Cartier and he'd order himself another piece. Mm-hmm. But so he managed to buy five pieces after five movies, and he had he had died. He died when he was twenty nine, and and over over fifty thousand or a hundred thousand, I can't remember. Mostly women turned up to his funeral because he was so, so highly yeah. thought of, etc. So these five pieces belong to Rudolph Valentino, and the woman said to me, "I said, have you got provenance for them? You know, can you prove?" She said, "Yeah, I have all the paperwork. Rudolph Valentino was my great uncle." She said, "Okay." So my hair stood up in my arms as it is right now telling you the story, even though I've told this story many times before, never on the radio before, by the way. But, it's a, um, a first again. We have a scoop here, guys. You have a scoop? <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, Morgan, uh, these pieces were stunning. I can't explain how stunning. So she said to me, what do you think they're worth? And I, and I, so I looked at them for, for a long period and really examined them, diamonds and sapphire and, and emeralds and you name it, and beautiful platinum and gold and, and uh, and I said to her, look, in my opinion, I said the five pieces are probably worth a million dollars, I would think. Maybe more. Yeah. A million dollars. Oh, and God. she she wasn't in the least bit shocked by that. Yeah. I thought she'd fall, fall off her chair because I was falling off my yeah. chair. Uh, but she she said, all right. And I said, I said, have you children whatever? And I said, yeah. She said, yeah. And I said, look, I said, instead of having them under your bed, why don't you sell them, I said. And give the money to your children if you don't need the money. Yeah. And she she simply said, Robin, we don't need money. 
they were very wealthy people more yeah. than the, the money didn't interest them in the least bit whatsoever mm-hmm. she was more concerned at the insurance valuation <laughs> of them and what she decided to do was that she wrote to me afterwards they were going to start a Rudolph Valentino museum uh, over in, in Laguna Beach uh, which I think they did and have done and and they were going to be the centrepiece of that of that uh, exhibition uh, or that museum so that's the, that's the best and the most extraordinary one brilliant. that ever happened to me brilliant and I suppose Robin I can't ask you that question without asking you the question about did somebody ever come to you and think that they had something that was really valuable and it you... happens all the time yeah. Morgan Here's the problem, okay? Sentimental value is yeah. a very difficult thing to value. It's Correct. extraordinarily different, difficult to value. Correct. For instance, recent in recent times, uh, they sold Michael Collins' walking cane, his walking stick that he had. Now, he was a young man, as you know, yeah. and and they sold his walking stick. And I think, if I'm not... I could, I could be correct on this. It made about 25000 Okay, that that was just an ordinary walking stick. No, it was a very nice one, yeah. but it was probably worth... If, if it belonged to Morgan or belonged to Robin... Yeah. Uh, it probably would have made <laughs> two hundred quid at, at yeah. pushing it, you know. Yeah. But yeah. because of its provenance, the Michael Collins provenance, it made that twenty five thousand. And so people come to me with uh, beautiful things, not so beautiful things, old things, and people automatically believe that because something is old, it's valuable. That's not true at all, you know. Mm. It's all to do with conditions, scarcity, uh, uh, unusualness. Uh, you know, has it precious stones? Has it has it, is, there, is there a story that goes with it? And even when a piece has a story that goes with it, it's still not quite enough. It needs provenance. It yes. needs actual paperwork or actual photograph of a person wearing that or a person standing beside it. Or, you know, a lot of people say that belonged to my great uncle, so it must be 200 years old. You know, I hear that all the time, but it's not yeah. because generations only kind of 25 or 30 years as you know and, and so invariably people think think things are actually older than, than they maybe are you know yes. they're often not as old as they think but it's always a very difficult Morgan one to, to let people down who have you know by the way they hand you something uh, that they've great mass in it and whatever and, and I I understand that completely but you need to understand that before you, you can do any evaluation for anybody you must be sensitive to how they feel about that, that yeah. object yeah. you know one, one man's meat is another man's poison so you know it, it, what they may have might, might look like rubbish to one person and, but to them because it's been handed down through the family and they have the story that goes with it it's, it's worth a lot to them sentimentally but monetary maybe not so much and that's the problem always you know yeah and I suppose the other thing is, which we've all heard of, and we've all been there, and I suppose we've, a lot of us have witnessed it, is, I suppose, people getting old houses and getting all this and whatever, and they're just throwing everything out into the skip. That just breaks my heart, yeah. you know. It completely breaks my heart. It, there seems to be two extremes there. Yeah. There's, there's people who, get, who, who inherit an old house and believe that everything in it is worth a fortune. And there's people who inherit an old house and believe everything in it is rubbish and dump it in a skip. I, I can't, I, I, there seems to be no middle ground. I don't know what it is about that. I don't know why that why that is. You see, mm-hmm. us poor Irish people, we were very poor people over the last cent, few centuries for various reasons yeah. that you and I that you and I won't be going into. Not today. And <laughs> but we didn't tend to have great, you know, wealth, and we didn't have great. Uh, 
you know, our houses were fairly, fairly basic and fairly plain and fairly simple. Um, and our lives were fairly plain and very simple, very happy lives, far happier than they are now. I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was hastened to add, I think. And, right. and yeah. uh, but we didn't have, tend to have very valuable things. So when something unusual and valuable comes along, uh, uh, that, that's super. But, but most of the stuff you come across is pretty run of the mill. It's been seen before. It wouldn't be great quality. Uh, and and uh, but trying to educate you know the the public not to throw things out to get get someone like me to look at it before you throw it out and yeah. uh, is a very wise thing to do Morgan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I have a story myself. I have an aunt. My aunt came home from America twenty five years ago when my my grandpa, my grandfather and grandmother passed away, and I I still remember you can tell me now what they were. They were the very small. They were the reels of film. Or I yeah. th- were they seven millimeter, whatever they was called yeah. that number fifteen, yeah. whatever they were. And yeah. I remember seeing them once with my grandfather, thirty five years ago, and yeah. she threw them out. She burnt them. Oh God Almighty! Yeah. I, I, only watching the other the news was it last night or the night before on RTE, watching the six o'clock news. They had found uh, uh, some American guy had been in Kerry in the 1930s, 40s, 20s, 30s with a cine camera. Yes. And he had got around his cine camera, cine camera for a week or two weeks uh, and shot locals running, you know, bringing the, the, bringing the milk to the, to the creamery on the back of donkeys and carts yes. and uh, horses and carts, mostly donkeys and carts, people going to the market, people coming out of the church, uh, every man in the, in, in the, in the movie movies, black and white movies wearing their caps, every single man had a cap on, yeah. uh, hobnail boots, etc, etc, and it was the most magnificent clip I've ever seen on RT, this is only two or three days ago, it's probably still there on the player, yeah. and worth looking at because it was fantastic, and God knows what was on that film that you, your aunt, your yeah. grand aunt had, God only knows, you see Morgan, yeah. and stuff like that has been lost and thrown away because people have no way of you mean how would you have played that read of a film today you couldn't mm-hmm. you'd have to find a specialist with a proper projector where you could find so people don't tend to see anything in stuff like that so they're the valuable things in my opinion they're things mm-hmm. like that that are stuck in people's attics uh, that don't mean a whole lot to them and, and they can't definitively say what's on that reel of film or what those old photographs are or those old postcards are and sometimes they can be the most incredible things so I would love to have known what she brought mm-hmm. home but yeah. unfortunately that's gone forever you know it's gone forever and do you know what I suppose we've become very uh, I suppose society in, you know as a, in general as a whole we've become very I suppose di- disposable we throw away things, unfortunately. We see, we tend to dump things and throw away things. The amount of people that come through my doors at our countrywide fairs up and down the country and say to me, Robin, I don't know why I'm buying this because my kids have no interest in it whatsoever. And I know as, as soon as I pop my clogs, they'll have it into the closest charity shop or they'll just dump it in the bin. They'll have no mass in it. No, they won't understand what it is. And I hear that all the time, Morgan, and I hate hearing it. I really do. And it means that I'm getting old, uh, you know, that... That I, 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 I get a lot of young people at my fairs, but the only reason I get them is when I, when I mention the word vintage. So what I do is, you know, like our biggest one of them all is called the National Antiques Art and Vintage Fair, mm-hmm. and that's in Limerick three times a year in the South Court. It's, I, you know, it's been there yeah. for 33 years next year, and um, we, were, we were due to be there in a week and a half time, uh, two weeks time on the 4th and 5th of December. Uh, and... Uh, 
I had to make a big, huge decision in the last mm. few days as to whether to keep going, Morgan, or not with our fair, because it tends to attract a couple of thousand people over the weekend. Young people, you know, middle-aged people, elderly people who come from all over Ireland. We were there in October, and this man came to the door and said, where did you travel from this morning? A big, tall man, an elderly man in his 80s. And he said, I came from Donegal. I said, you came from Donegal down to our affair this morning. Yeah, I, I, I did. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it, you know. And But I, I feel that because, you know, not all of our customers, but some of our customers, I suppose the vast majority are older people, Morgan. I felt if I was to run my fair in the South Court on the 4th and 5th, with the numbers as high as they are at the moment, and I yes. completely believe everything that's happening, I, you know, I think the COVID thing, there's a lot of people who doubt it, but I'm not one of them. We've had it in our own home here, and thank God we got over it. But uh, I felt that if I was to run it on the 4th and 5th, that I'd be flying in the face of God and flying in the face of, of my customers. I, I just yeah. felt it was the wrong thing to do. I I had to agonise over it, Morgan, because it's it's half my year's income that fair you know it's, it's, yes. it's how I live it's how I how I survive and uh, it was a big decision to make but I really felt I couldn't put my customers who supported me for 33 years in that danger or that risk of, of being in a room full of other people you know and, uh, and so I had to put it and I'm very sad about that yeah but look I suppose Robin your customers they will appreciate it at the same time and you have their best interests at heart. Totally and utterly, Morgan, you know, sometimes it's not about money, uh, you know, money can't always be the motivator or the driver. Uh, for for me, I, I can't explain the debt I owe to my customers from, from Belfast to West Cork. I, I, nobody ever needs to come to any of my antique fairs, Morgan. You know, nobody needs to support me. Who am I? I'm only Robin O'Donnell. It means nothing to anybody. They come and they support me in droves. It doesn't matter we're in Tullamore mm-hmm. and Lone and Kildare or down in in, uh, in Newcastle West even. I, I've ran in the local hotel there several, several times. That's and nice. the support we get is phenomenal, do you know? And, and I feel uh, uh, I would be nowhere. I wouldn't be... I have, I've lasted my lifetime in the business I've been in without the support that I've got from these incredible customers, Morgan. It sounds very smarmy and it doesn't sound real, but uh, but I mean that sincerely. Yes. So now this was my call this time. What do I do? Do I put my customers at risk so I can make a few quid and my dealers can make a few quid? Or do I say, okay, well, next year's another year and let's get safe. Let's do the right thing. Let's yeah. stay at home. Let's try and do the right things. And that's what I'm doing. Well, look, Robin, I'm sitting in my car here and we're having this chat. But like, I think you've done the right thing. I really, I really think you did. And I think, okay, look, there might be people out there that'll say, so look, it has to go ahead, life has to move on. But in, in a couple of weeks' time, these people will be thinking the same thing. You did make, I, I feel myself, you made the right decision. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear you say that, Morgan. I wasn't, it wasn't an easy one. I know there's people listening right now who go, oh, what an idiot, what a fool. Yeah. He thinks this, you know, whatever they think. And we're all totally entitled to our own opinions. And uh, because it's been on my doorstep, I've seen it. I've seen it with my, you know, firsthand. Uh, I've seen how sick my daughter was. I've seen how worried we were. I, I, And I 
possibly, you know, I, there's just no way that I could put people in that harm's way because I believe it would be putting people in the harm's way. Uh, so therefore, I, I, I called it and I cancelled it, Morgan. But I, I, yeah. I have an alternative to it, and the alternative is that I'm going to go online with it. You know, during lockdown for the last year and a half or so, we ran virtual fairs, and brilliant. Our virtual fairs uh, have been have been online, obviously, but you know they've caught the imagination. They've caught a lot of younger people's imagination. I found, and the the older people, my older customers, I find it more difficult. You know, they they like to handle the thing, have something in their hands where they can actually look at that piece and say, "Oh yeah, okay, that's that." And they like to do their negotiations. Of course, everything is always negotiable, yeah. as you know, in the antique yeah. world. And but people do like to handle the thing, and I understand that. Of course, I understand that. But I. Well, our virtual fair that I'm going to run on the fourth and fifth, Morgan, it will 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 literally be you know uh, fifty or sixty different dealers putting up some of their stock. Just to, just maybe ten items each is what I want from them, yeah. and and all those items will be up online. They'll all be there with proper photographs and descriptions. They'll be there with a price which is all the negotiable. Need I say? My yeah. dealers will kill me for saying that, but it, you know, and and if somebody sees something they like, well then pick up the phone and ring that dealer and say well look I saw a gramophone what is that gramophone is it a genuine his master's voice one is it a, has it been refurbished is it a, you know yeah. ask, ask those questions and buy with confidence because I would kill any of my dealers Morgan who fooled anybody I, I would never yeah. put up with people being fooled I can't stand that yeah. I mean so they'd have huge comeback for that reason if, if they were to buy something at our virtual fair brilliant absolutely and we say Robin if people want to get on to the virtual fair to buy something. Or we said before you go on to the buying, is there still room there for people maybe to go selling stuff? Yeah, you know, you know, you know, over over some of the virtual fairs we ran, as I said, in the last year and a half, several private people, what I call private people, public, several, yeah. several of the public came to me. A, a, a lovely gentleman in Tralee had a, a, he was a very well-known auctioneer, I better not say uh, his name, and he had a, a, what we call a partner's desk, which would be a very large desk in his office, a double-sided desk with drawers down the front and drawers down the back, etc. And he didn't know how to dispose of his desk, and I said, look, give me the desk, I'll put it up in my virtual fair and we see what of course it's sold instantly it's sold I think it sold for around a thousand euros Morgan and of course the, the man was absolutely thrilled with his with, with his results because what what happened was that he didn't need to put it in an auction and all that goes with that and all the awkwardness of that he just put it up a photograph gave it to me gave me his price I put it up in my virtual fair uh, and his phone never stopped ringing it was yeah. unbelievable, yeah. and and he sold it in a flash. So so it was good from that point of view. I charged him a fee. Now I didn't charge him anything serious or nothing. In fact, I charged him so little, Morgan. He sent me six bottles of wine. A <laughs> <laughs> fair exchange, in my yeah. opinion, is no yeah. robbery. Yeah. Sure, it's not. No, that that was that was very negotiable. <laughs> it was. It was. Brilliant. So, so yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I yeah, well, you know, if somebody felt they had a, lot, a whole lot of items or they had ten items that they wanted to put up in it, yeah, they're, they're welcome to do it. I, I charge them, Morgan, but very, very little, uh, and they can, they're, they're so more than willing to give it a run, absolutely, is the answer to that one. I yeah. suppose the only way they can contact me is, is, uh, is I'm very busy on Facebook. I find that a lot of my customers seem to be on Facebook for some reason. Uh, and so I post an awful lot on Facebook. And if it's okay with you, I give you the, my phone, yeah, my Facebook page. Yeah, okay. Well, Hi- Hibernian Antique Fairs is, is the name of my business, 
uh, Hibernian antique fairs. But the the page that's most popular is friends who like Hibernian antique fairs. Yeah. Friends who like Hibernian antique fairs. And if anybody wants to look that up on Facebook and wants to join that page, just send me a request and I and I'll sign them in. It's no cost or anything like that. And they'll see what's going on and they can find the links to the virtual fair there on friends who like Hibernian antique fairs. And I'd be thrilled to hear from anybody, Morgan. Yeah, like um, even like for someone that might have no interest and they might have nothing to sell. But even on on your Facebook pages, you have some fabulous stuff. Like I was going through it there last night, <laughs> and you have a fantastic rocking horse. There's a beautiful Victorian rocking horse yeah. on it at the moment, in in mint condition. Yeah. Uh, a beautiful uh, uh, dappled uh, horse on a stand and with bridles and saddles, and he's just out of this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in mint condition. He belongs to one of my dealers called Ashbrook Antiques. There up in Ross Grey. Uh, and I, he's there. The asking price for him is six hundred and fifty euros, which sounds like an awful lot. I know it does, but I, I think if you went into one of our larger toy stores tomorrow to buy a, a, a modern version of him, you probably pay two or three hundred euros for him. Mm-hmm. But, but this guy is made from wood. He's he's carved wood from head to toe. He's on a wooden stand. He's the same as the day he was made. He's worth going into Facebook to look at him yeah. because he's out of this world, Morgan. Now you know not everyone is six hundred and fifty quid, by the way. And well, I know it. Uh, you know, and but but there's lots of other things there on the virtual fair. There's literally stuff for a fiver, Morgan. You know, mm. if it's it depends on what you're interested in. There's medals and coins and banknotes and paintings and art and furniture and china and porcelain and stamps and you name it. It's kind of there, really. Mm. You know, and uh, not but not everything is thousands. Uh, yeah. People when they when I do interviews like yours, people always want to hear about the thousands and the, and the million quid. Uh, you know, Rudolf yes. Valentino type thing. But but you know most people have a fiver or a tenner. But for Christmas gifts, Morgan, you know people mm-hmm. who want green, proper green, recycled, repurposed, re re reused, reused, reused. Antiques are the ultimate they because are, yeah, because I'm... because they yeah because they're completely green. Antiques are green. I'm always trying to preach that. You know, yeah, and they're like like if you buy something for someone, and if you think it it might have. I might have some connection to when they were younger or whatever to when you were younger do you know that, that'll be something that they'll hold on to forevermore that's the thing you see yeah. I mean you know I mean to, to buy a beautiful uh, say for instance uh, recently I had a lovely bog oak uh, at Killarney made in Killarney in 1850 brooch a lady's brooch and it was carved from bog oak and all it was was uh, Glenlow Abbey or was it Ross Church I can't remember which it was uh, carved into this little bog oak brooch a wood, a wood off you couldn't find a second one uh, and I sold it for 50 euros and uh, to a lovely lady in Ennis and it's the most beautiful thing you ever saw for 50 euros mm-hmm. and she's, she's called me or, or wrote to me since to say every time she wears it it's admired by everybody and the thing is that it's totally unique uh, completely unique there isn't there probably is a second one but I don't know where you'd find it Morgan that's the problem and you know you can pick up things like that for 20 quid you you know costume jewellery is so inexpensive like it's just totally inexpensive for a tenner for a fiver you'd buy the most beautiful little brooch or bracelet or earrings or you know that sort of thing but also we have the other end you know, the other end is there. If people want to want to look at a diamond ring for twenty grand, they'll they'll find them uh, on the virtual fair because they they will be there. Yeah. Uh, and every and everything in between with with lovely 
I'm a, a very good man in this in this dole, and he sells a, a lot of gold chains and you know uh, uh, sovereign rings and that sort of thing. Um, and he always has great variety there. You'd buy beautiful gold chains, uh, uh, muff chains, etc. For for you know two and three hundred euros uh, for somebody who wants to spend that kind of money on their on somebody that they they love. <laughs> Their, yeah, mo- their mother or their wife or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Christmas is coming, guys. But, like, yeah. you see, I suppose, you have the other side, then who knows? There might be someone that has a lot of stuff in the attic and they might decide to sell stuff. And who knows? It might be a new hobby that they're after. They might just get into by accident. That's that happens so frequently, Morgan. The people yeah. that come through my door that are younger people and walk through the door, especially when when Limerick is on, because the Limerick is enormous. We use the whole South Court. We don't just use all the conf- their massive conference centre. By the way, it's the biggest in Munster. We all use all their lobbies and all their corridors. Uh, every every inch of that would be full of different dealers on different stands with different things for sale. You have military guys who deal in you know in medal, military medals and. Uh, anything military related guns and pistols and uh, badges of every description and and uh, and the coin and banknote guys can be amazing I'll tell you another little tiny one um, the coin and banknote guys I have who come to my fairs uh, uh, I've seen them selling Roman coins that, that would be two and three thousand years old tiny little coins like the old sixpence that we remember when, or some of us would remember uh, uh, and they're two or three thousand years old and how much to buy a Roman coin that old 20 quid Brilliant. 20 My quid goodness. you know for something that's 2 or 3 thousand I mean, it never ceases to amaze me or fossils and things you often they, they often turn up and you can find the most amazing fossils that are millions of years old and buy them for a tenner Morgan, you know so yeah. you don't have to be yeah. you don't have to be Rockefeller to to be looking at our affairs I can tell you that and if you have that Roman coin and you put it into a little glass case and get it mounted yeah. or vice same with the, with the fossil you have such a talking point well, could you imagine, Morgan? I mean, I'm just thinking there, you're, you're getting me excited about it. I mean, to go and buy one of those Roman coins, you know, they're there, by the way. If somebody wants to inquire about them, I, yeah. I can let them know if they want to get get on to me. But, you know, could you buy, imagine buying one of those for your son or for your nephew or mm-hmm. for your whoever it is? And giving them, and you say to them, that dates actually from, from 280 AD. Yeah. Or from 280 BC, and, and they look at you going, sure, yeah, sure, sure. But they actually do. Yeah. They found so many of them, Morgan, that, that that's why they're not worth an awful lot because they found millions of them. Yeah. And they, you know, it's the scarcity that makes something, the scarcity and the condition that makes something valuable. But you can buy a Roman coin like that for 20 quid, give it to your nephew for Christmas. And I'm going to tell you something, Morgan, your nephew who's Ten who's receiving something like that today will have it when he's sixty-two, like me. Mm, yeah, he will. And John Robin, I'm thinking though, was my my small lady came home the other day, and she said they must bring something something to school for Christmas for a kind of they're doing a bit of a a show or a, a show, box, show and yeah. tell. I'm thinking yeah. Roman kind, Robin. A bit of a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have thrown that out. That happens, of course, frequently. But the amount of people who 
see things that they didn't even realise. I, I don't know, it's hard to explain it. Uh, but the one thing about buying an antique uh, for somebody as a Christmas present is uh, you're buying something completely green, you're buying something completely unique. Unique. Yeah. That's the word, really. Yeah. And you're not paying fortunes for it because uh, you don't need to because you literally can spend a tenner if you want to. And But you're going to buy something that, 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 that no other member of your family is going to turn up with a second one. And that's what's so fabulous about it, Morgan, yeah. really, yeah. in my opinion. I agree with you 110%. Thank you. Absolutely. Do you know what? In, in, like, it's... It's 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 going to be a one-off, and like even if you do buy something from the antiques fair or the or the online fair or whatever, yeah, um, like that, it's not going to be. It's like we said, it's green. It's not plastic, and no. it's okay. It mightn't be something they're going to wear or use tomorrow morning, but no. you know, it's something that's there. It's something that they can pass on. It's something that won't be that's thrown exactly in the rubbish bin. Right, it's recycled, yeah. which is the buzzword yeah. at the moment, as you know, is yeah. recycling. Antiques are all recycled. Every antique is recycled and, uh, you know, sustainable and everything else, that, all those buzzwords that are very, you know, very used nowadays. And uh, that applies to every antique piece. But but just to buy, you know, I, I at a recent fair in October, a lady came out the door and she had bought a pair of leather gloves at the fair, vintage leather gloves. There were these cocktail gloves that ladies would have worn years ago, Morgan, yeah. back in the 50s, 60s, when they went to you know, evening parties or whatever, they wore these long leather gloves and they were very elegant, you know, very French in style. And she had bought the pair of gloves for 16 euros and she nearly hop-stepped and jumped out the door, thrilled with herself. Now, where is she going to wear them? I have no idea. But they were in fantastic condition, yeah. you know. And, and she bought a couple of uh, uh, water crystal things that would have cost her a fortune if she was to buy them new, but they were way, way better value, obviously, in, a, in the antique setting. And things like like that and she bought cutlery for her dining room table uh, to set it for Christmas and the, I think the cutlery in total just for the whole lot that she bought to set her whole table was something like 60 euros I think she paid but they were unique Morgan they were going to sit at her table on Christmas morning and every other time she had a nice occasion yeah. and, and and whoever her guests were were going to comment on them let me tell you Absolutely. because you, you'd have to say God they're beautiful where did you get those and, and it's not about looking a fortune it's about looking different and unique in something, and of course, the quality in the old stuff, Morgan, it, it yeah. lasts for a reason, like because it's all quality, quality, and course, quality. And of course, if you do buy something from an antiques fair or something like that, you're yeah. buying it from the fair, and that's fine. And you're supporting local people. Now, I'm not saying nothing about buying no, no, off no. a local antique shop, but buying off the antiques fair. The peer, the person selling there doesn't have the same overhead, so you're going to get it at a bit cheaper. That's uh, correct. A small bit less than what you get it. Like if you go into there's, there's brilliant antique shops out there. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely, but, absolutely. I I have a couple of people that I have to compliment in your uh, your area and uh, they're associated with you as well. And one is one is Brendan Laffin. Brendan is a, a local man there in Newcastle West. And Brendan, unfortunately, uh, was born blind. And he uh, he's part of your radio station, I know that. And yeah. he he comes to my fairs. He maybe does maybe five or six fairs in a whole year. Uh, and he comes, Morgan, 
with his with his plastic bags under his arm full to the brim he comes he takes a, st- a table at my fairs he sits down all day uh, he sells a few little bits and pieces he loves the stuff so much. I can't explain his passion he's unable to see those items he won't mind me saying this because we often talk about it he's unable to see these items but he can feel how they feel yeah. he, he, he can touch them he can uh, he can't he he loves and adores them and Brendan Laffin is a lovely local chap always has a few nice little things if anybody's looking for something unusual I'd love you to ask him if he had anything maybe the, as a Christmas gift that you'd like to buy from him that would be wonderful and the other great man of course in Castle West and another member of your radio station is Pat O'Donovan yes um, Pat is a personal friend of mine and uh, and again I couldn't say enough about him he runs great auctions there in the quay uh, in the Castle West uh, and he's been in the business he's a very interesting man as you know and he, he has huge historical knowledge of uh, of, of, of uh, Irish and Irishness and, and uh, he's another great guy and has these regular auctions and I, I'd love people to keep an eye on him and see what he turns up with and give him a bit of business if he could because it's the smaller guys like him and me and Brendan and whatever uh, who COVID you know we hear about the musicians and I you know I feel so sorry for them and all the people who 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 this uh, uh, COVID thing has affected most I mean I, I, it's, it's been a long time since I earned my keep I can tell you uh, Morgan uh, only for my wife uh, I, I don't know where we'd be you know yeah. because we haven't been able to run any shows for so long you know it's been yeah. a killer so do support your smaller local uh, antique shops antique people and those two people I mentioned specifically uh, you know if you can you know do do support them please yeah, absolutely absolutely and I know look we've all been there and maybe the local shops sometimes do come across as a small bit more expensive but look the money's gone back in the money's gone back into your neighbor something else uh, or maybe a college student or something very 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 true you know i don't want to mention that big company who would be sorry excuse me that big company starts with an an a and ends with a zon uh, who take all the business at Christmas. Don't forget about the local people, you know, your neighbours and your friends and your family yeah. uh, who are all struggling there and finding it tough. You know, give them a twist and and, yeah. and go and see what it is they have and, and, uh, and don't forget that you you can negotiate. Everybody's open to negotiation, especially now. You know, and and anybody in in my end of the world in this business are so. Uh, it's been a tough time for them, Morgan. You know, so everybody's open to negotiation at the moment. But you know, buy with confidence. Buy something unique. Think outside the box a little bit. Yeah, oh, definitely, absolutely. Look, I've bought stuff myself on the internet, and when it comes to the door. If it comes to the door, it's not what you bought. And this is the thing. Best to look, it, tra- best to look chasing up on it. You know, this <laughs> is the thing. I, I, I listened to Joe Duffy the other day. <laughs> he had a lady on who bought a Christmas tree online. Why? And she, she paid 70 quid for this Christmas tree and she couldn't wait for it to come. And they could turn on the lights, turn off the lights, they flashed. And they were going to do the divil and all. And you set, set it up on the side of your room. It arrived in an A4 envelope. <gasps> It was described as a seven-foot Christmas tree. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it arrived in an A4 envelope and yeah. with a battery that, that lights the lights. You know, you had to buy the battery. Yeah. That was extra. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what arrived her. And in fairness to the lady, she was on Joe Duffy for 10, 15 minutes. 
she was in hysterics laughing at how stupid it was and how stupid she was to buy it. Uh, but but yeah, you know, it's difficult to know what you're buying in a situation like yeah, that. But I I stand over my people, Morgan. Yeah. I sound like I'm plugging myself again. No, but okay. I, you know, if somebody bought something in my virtual period, it's not what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, and I'll take care of that very quickly. Yeah, that, I promise. That's you. like that's like yeah. a, a story I've heard very similar to that. This lady bought on an uh, an auction website. We yeah. all know it. She bought um, a digital camera. This is going back twelve or thirteen years ago now. When yeah. the digital cameras, I know look, there's still a lot of money, but you buy a digital camera now for a hundred euros. Yeah. Twelve or thirteen years ago, they were touching a thousand. They probably. were. And she bought this camera online. Fantastic value. Brilliant. Couldn't yeah. wait for it to come, and it came, and it was a child's. <laughs> digital camera that she was after paying about 300 or 400 oh my pounds God. for euros at the time but sure look that's it that's just oh my god I yeah. bought myself a few years ago Morgan just to give you a laugh I, I came across on that same site that you were talking about uh, uh, a, a little portrait miniature okay yeah. of, a, of a king of somewhere or other whatever it was and the beautiful red and blue colours he's wearing this fantastic military jacket uh, and I bought it from some guy <laughs> you know, was it in Australia? I can't think where it was. Yeah. And uh, and it arrived uh, in my door, and I put my hand into the envelope, and there was nothing in there. Mm. And I thought, oh my God, your man forgot to put in the picture or whatever. The picture looked kind of, I suppose, pot size, maybe about uh, maybe A4, about that kind of size. Yeah. Put my hand in again, and down the very corner of the oh. envelope, I found this little thing the size of a, of a two euro coin, <laughs> uh, and I took it out, and here was my picture. Yeah, it was, oh it, was, it was the size of, size of a two euro coin. Oh. I, thought, I thought it was a BK4 size. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what it was. So, so be careful of that one, folks. Be very yeah. careful yeah. there. Oh my God. Robin, yeah. that's kind of it. I can't think of any more to ask you. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Morgan, talking if, to you. Yeah, thank you. If people want to log on to you and tell us, give us a quick rundown about your when it's on and I suppose how people can get there. So it's 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 online, obviously, and it's it, I call it a virtual fair. So it's our virtual Christmas fair, and all you got to do is find Hibernian Antique Fairs. Uh, the best way is through Facebook. You can look up Hibernian Antique Fairs page on Facebook, but we'll send you to friends who like Hibernian Antique Fairs. The link will be there, and and also Morgan, I've over ten thousand current email addresses that customers have given me. Mm. So an awful lot of people email me, and I send them the link live on the 4th and the 5th it costs nothing there's no cost or charge or anything like that so so if people want to if they can remember this or if they have a pen and a piece of paper in a second I'll give you my email address they can email me and I can add them to my list Morgan and send them the virtual fair on the 4th and 5th no charge for anything okay absolutely zero charge so don't be worried that if Robin O'Donnell sends me this he's going to charge me something I'm going to charge you nothing and uh, all you need to do is send your email address to me or your nephews or nieces or whoever is good on, 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 uh, with, with the modern technology and I'll send them the link Morgan on the 4th mm. and 5th and they can mm. see what's for sale and if they see something nice wouldn't that be fantastic then you know uh, they might buy something from one of our local dealers and that'd mm -hmm. be brilliant so my email address, I'll give it to you, all lowercase, of course. Yeah. And it's Robin, my name, which is R-O-B-I-N, Robin O'Don, O-D-O-N, Robin O'Don, O-D-O-N, at gmail.com. Robin O'Don at gmail.com.
Robinhood.com. Mm. Short for Robin O'Donnell, obviously, yeah. just uh, just to keep it simple. So I'd say one more time so they might get it. R-O-B-I-N-O-D-O-N at gmail.com. Brilliant. That's I, it, Morgan. I, I'll be emailing you myself, Robin. <laughs> Great. Do, yeah. please. Yeah, Do, yeah. please. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Robin, thank you very, very much for coming on with us. And a like great a, pleasure, Morgan. I totally enjoy talking to you. And listen, have me back some other time and I'll tell you about other things. If you, if you like, if I'm not boring people, I can tell you about other yeah. stories, interesting stories that brilliant. happened over the years. And I'd only be thrilled to, let, to tell you about it. We, I'm, might, I'm we, we, we might bring you back on if it's okay with yourself after the Antiques Fair. I'd be thrilled with that, Morgan. You can tell us how you got on and all this kind of stuff. And I'd love to do that. Uh, that'd be an absolute pleasure. Brilliant. Robin, thank you very much for your time. You're more than welcome. Very Thanks again, Morgan. Bye bye. Thank you. How are you doing, folks? You're very welcome back. You're tuned to Westland Mac 102FM. I'm your host, Morgan O'Flaherty. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, Robin's such an uh, amazing man. He's such, I suppose, he's such stories and he's such a character. You can actually see how he's after being as successful as he is in what he's doing. Um, you know, you can hear the passion in his voice, the passion about what he's talking about, about the antiques. I like what he said there. There's something for everyone. Something for five euros, or if you want to splurge out and spend 25,000 euros, I'm sure they'll be there too, available on the day. Um, like Robin said, to, to find it, very easy to find it. It's on Facebook. Friends who like her Hibernian Antiques Fair. Or you can email Robin at robinodon at gmail.com. And um, he'll get back to you there straight away. And um, now he has a lot of people emailing him, so he might be straight away, but he'll be as as fast as he can. Um, I look just to say a big thank you again to Robin for giving me the time because um, things are running close and we're getting close to the date as they say it, the date is the third or sorry the 4th and the 5th of December now like he said the antiques fair is online so get on to it get on to it and look at what these dealers have who knows there might be something for you and we're all like Robin said there we're all about green and going green and and everything do you really want to be going into a shop in your local town and buying some piece of plastic for your mom or your dad or maybe your sister or your brother? Um, why not go away and just buy buy something from the antiques fair, something that did last, something that will last. Just to give you a bit of a story, my own father-in-law passed away there recently enough. And I know a couple of years ago, my wife bought him. Um, his father was in the, I suppose, look... He was he was here during the troubles. Or here during the I suppose the War of Independence, we'll call it, um, in the 1920s. And my wife bought him replica medals, and I suppose he had them for about 15 years before he died. And he worshipped them. He absolutely worshipped them. He got him framed. He got a picture of his father put in with the medals, and that really, really, really meant an awful lot to him. So something like that, just maybe an idea. Um, get on, Hibernian, uh, friends, let me see it here, I've written out here, friends who like Hibernian Antiques Fair, you'll find it on Facebook. Um, get on, and the National Antiques Fair is online on the 4th and the 5th of December. Um, brilliant. Thanks, Robin. 
thanks again you're an absolute legend and um, of course for myself we're moving along with the 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 YouTube thing um, we had that fantastic oh my god brilliant Billy Dunnigan and Billy Dunnigan's junior I suppose we call him last week on with us and um, I put up a video on YouTube of what they're about and what they're doing uh, about the tractor brilliant it's fantastic I thought it was fantastic and I'm sure look that's up to yourselves you might have a different opinion on it but um yeah get on there get on to YouTube very easy find again Morgan O'Flaherty machinery of Ireland and I have a good few videos up there there's mostly tractors and I was trying to put up a few videos of cars um I'm not too sure I'm trying to think what the video for um for next Sunday is I think the video for next Sunday if I'm not mistaken is of a Dania a Dania trailed combine um going beating away back from the 19 I think you might told me to run the 1950s the story with the Dania combine is um he this person that done it up got the job of taking a load of scrap metal to the local recycle yard and he, he was told okay carry that load of stuff and come back and carry this away so when he came back for the the second load as we call it it was this old Dania trailed combine a Dania 500 and he said to your man he said can I keep it he said I don't care what you do with it once you carry it out of my yard and he took it and I suppose it was a, a COVID lockdown project he made an absolute fantastic job of restoring it so if you would like to see that working it's a short little video I think it's only about five minutes long if you want to see that video working get onto YouTube get onto Morgan O'Flaherty Machinery of Ireland it'll be up there Sunday next at 12 o'clock which I think is the 28th of November um, that's it for myself Thanks again to yourselves for tuning in and for listening. And if you're listening on the podcast, suppose all this is available on a podcast. Um, there's a heap of stuff there for you. If you're driving up the road to Donegal or Dublin or wherever you are in the world, it doesn't even have to be Ireland. You might have a, a friend in Australia that is into antiques, a friend in Australia that's into tractors. I guarantee you there's something on the podcast for you. If you are, there's tractor stuff, there's car stuff, there's everything. Get on, driving up the road, connect the phone to the, the Bluetooth or the radio or whatever. Maybe just leave the phone play away up in the dash and listen to the podcast. There's some amazing stories from absolutely amazing people on there. And um, just see, that's it for myself. I hope you enjoy the show um, like that. Come back to me and thanks again to Patrick and we'll talk to you all again next week. Bye now. You have been listening to Country Life, Morgan O'Flaherty on West Limerick 102 FM.